Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, July 20th, 2022, and this is day 1583 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you, we glorify you, and we praise you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you so much, my Lord, for leading and directing our paths and helping us to always acknowledge you in every way. And Lord, I thank you so much for your mercy and your grace that you have upon us. Help us, Lord, to not take it, ever take it for granted, and help us to show the same love and mercy to others. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask that you will help us to be good stewards of what you've blessed us with. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is choices. Mm -hmm. We have choices to make each and every day each and every moment of our lives. And those choices can bring about either uh, great rewards or devastation. Uh, It just depends on the choice. And there is really no in-between when it comes to God. I mean, I'm going to say it's absolutely (laughs) no in-between when it comes to God. Uh, God says you need to choose. Either you serve him or you don't. Uh, you're with me or you're not, he's saying. So he's with us all the way, no matter what. But if we don't choose to invite him in, then he will not force his way in at all. He is a gentleman. So when I say forcing his way in, forcing his way into our lives uh, so that we uh, live for him, so that we do his will. We surrender our all to him. We surrender our will to his will. You know, it says, the scripture says, let thy will be done. We're going to be coming out of Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 through 13. Revelation 3, chapter 7 through 13. And this is uh, one of the seven churches uh, that John, uh, who was led by the Holy Spirit, uh, was speaking to. And and this is Jesus speaking. And and he, he wrote, John was uh, given... Uh, this beautiful blessing uh, for us, uh, the book of Revelation, and to write this book uh, based upon what the Lord was giving him. He was left on the on an island alone, the island of Patmos, to die. He was one of the last of the disciples, uh, if not the last. I can't remember if he was the very last one to to be tortured and suffer. But right then, you know, he still chose to continue to serve the Lord even unto death, as they all did, uh, except, you know, uh, for the one who, Judas, who went against the Lord. But all the others served him to the death. And this is what God blessed John to do. And this word is for all of us. So, Uh, Again, Revelation chapter 3, starting at verse 7, and it says, To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These are the words of him 
who is holy and true. That's Jesus, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. That is so important that we don't deny God's name, that we don't take his glory. So there will be situations where we will have to take a stand on what is right according to the word of God, not what is right on the job or by the water cooler or whatever the conversation is, you know, and and we don't just call it all this politics. No, it's what's right and what's wrong. And we must take a stand for what is right. He says, I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars. I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. And that, my friends, would be the great, the hour of trial, the tribulation that is coming at any moment uh, after the rapture. Uh, I believe the rapture of the believers, the church. We are the church. Uh, and the church is anybody who is serving Jesus Christ, who has accepted him as their Savior and their Lord. He will keep us from that trial, that seven-year tribulation, which is going to be horrific upon the earth. And then he says in verse 11, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. We can receive up to five different crowns. I'll have to share that another day. I've shared that before, but um, yeah, five different crowns that we can receive. And, uh, you know, we can be appointed rulers over many cities. You know, so when we do get to heaven, uh, we will stand at the judgment seat of Christ Uh, And he will bless us with the rewards that we uh, will get based upon what we've done for him. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in, in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. The new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Yes, we're going to get a new name. (laughs) My new name. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Again, we are the church. Do we hear what the Spirit of God is saying? Listen closely. We don't listen with our flesh. We listen with our spiritual ears. So we have many choices to make, as I said at the beginning. Making good choices according to the word of God is the key. So you see there were seven churches that Jesus was speaking to. And out of the seven, there were only two 
that he did not have a rebuke for. And uh, the two was the one I just read. One of was Philadelphia and the church of Smyrna. They had no rebuke, no corrections. They were doing the will of God. They were making the right choices. The other five churches, like the church of Ephesus, their rebuke was they had forsaken their first love. The church of Pergamum, they were tolerating compromise. The church of Thyatira, um, they were tolerating immorality. The church of Sardis, they were tolerating superficial. They were being fake. And the church of Laodicea was... Uh, their rebuke was being lukewarm. Remember, I said there is no middle ground. Jesus said, I will throw you up out of my mouth if you are in the middle of your lukewarm. Uh, you can either, you, he'd rather, he said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. So they made these choices, but here's the blessing. He's letting us know now. See, this is all of us. He's letting us know now so that we can make the adjustments needed. We can make better choices so that we're serving him. I, I saw a commercial recently about a politician who said um, something about abortion uh, that they will, uh, they basically they're going to be lukewarm. You know, you can still, you can get an abortion if you're not up to this trimester. Uh, and something at the end of the end of it said, so we're for both sides. You can't be for both. You must make a choice. Either you're for murdering children or you're not. And I know we say, oh, it's our choice. Mm-hmm. It is our choice. Absolutely. We all have choices, right? And we will answer for the choices that we make. It is not pleasing to God. God says no murder. So when we choose to do it, just because of the sake that, oh, you know, this precious uh, baby is in my body, but they have their own body. I'm just, I am the vessel which is holding the body. So if you want to harm yourself, you can do that. You still have to answer for that. But when it comes to harming the child inside your vessel, that's a whole nother story. That is, you know, that's murder and there is no other way around it. You know, so um, thinking about that's one example of choices that we have to make. And if we're not careful, we'll begin to believe what the world system, the propaganda that's being put out there and, and it's in our ears all the time. That is why we must stay in the word of God to know what the word of God says about this, not what the world is saying about it. I even hear teenagers, young girls, you know, in our class on our last session saying that, yes, my body, my choice. It is your choice. It is your body. And your body is housing that precious creation of God. So thinking about that, and that's one of the examples. We make hundreds of choices every day. Some choices have no right or wrong attached to them, like what to wear, what to eat, or brushing our teeth or not, right? But we always face decisions that carry a little more weight we don't want to do wrong, and we don't want to cause others to do wrong. We need to let the Holy Spirit lead us and allow him to show us the best choice to make. So here are a few questions to consider. 
Number one, does it help my witness for Jesus Christ? The choice I make, does it, does it help my witness for Christ? Number two, am I motivated by a desire to help others know Jesus Christ? Three, does it help me do my best? Four, is it against a specific command in scripture? And what would thus cause me to sin? Very critical. Five. Is it the best and most beneficial course of action? Is this the best way to handle that? Or do I need to be, as Jesus said to the church of Philadelphia, patient endurance? We need to be patient and wait to hear from God. Six, am I thinking only of myself or do I truly care about the other person or people? We really, you know, this, I'm speaking to myself too, uh, y'all. I'm telling you, God, <laughs> he's showing me some things even still after, you know, serving him for 40 years, there's always room for um, doing better. We, we're not there yet, right? We all have something. Seven, am I acting lovingly or selfishly? Eight, does it glorify God? Nine, will it cause someone else to sin? You know, we need to be careful of that. Am I making someone else sin by my behavior or by what I'm doing or what I'm saying? Am I one way on Sunday and another way the other six days of the week? You know, am I acting holier than thou on Sunday? Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And then, you know, the next, the six days out of the week, I'm raising hell everywhere I go. You know, we must check ourselves. You know, do we say, I can't be around this person or that person because, you know, uh, during my uh, other times, I want to cuss and I don't want, you know, everybody to hear that. <laughs> but that means that that's some work we need to do. Some of us, you know, we still have areas that we've not totally given to God to say, hey, help me in this area, Father. You know, the Lord knows I do. There are certain areas I'm like, okay, God, I, I, I still need help here. Because I can see that I get really riled up and I, I, I don't need to. That's not glorifying you. Number 10, what would Jesus do? Galatians 5.22 through 33, I mean, 5.22 through verses 23 are the fruit of the Spirit, representing the character of Christ. Are we representing the character of Jesus Christ? You know, are we taking on the banner of God and truly doing his will. I'm going to read those, uh, the fruit of the spirit, because I, I always leave one out. So I want to make sure to read them all. So in Galatians 5, 22, uh, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. And so love is the key. Love is God. So when you have love, then these are the other things that should be just sprouting out from love. There's joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, we need to ask ourselves. We can we can dwell on that, you know, for hours and hours, <laughs> making sure that we have the fruit of the Spirit in every encounter that we make. Are we representing, are we showing goodness? Are we showing kindness? 
You know, my husband's in the hospital right now because of, um, you know, he has pneumonia. They said it's pneumonia. He has a mass uh, on his lung, and they really believe that it's pneumonia, so they're treating him for that. Well, while being in the hospital, they're changing a lot of his medications again, and it and it gets really frustrating because when one thing gets changed, it affects so many others. And my husband is the one that has to deal with that and go through that. And so he's letting them know, you know, no, did you talk to my doctor that prescribed this? Because if you change this, you know, without talking to him, then I'm the one that's going to suffer. So the choice they're making is going to affect him drastically. And so uh, he gets upset and rightfully, rightfully so. So we talked last night. And he said, I just need to calm down. And he knew it. He knew he didn't want to misrepresent, you know, uh, who he was. You know, here he is, a man of God. He didn't he didn't want to, you know, ruin his testimony. He didn't want to, you know, go off on somebody unnecessarily. And and even though, you know, it's not right, you know, in, in his side, what they're doing. We don't know their perspective of why they're doing it. So he and I talked about that. And he made the choice of just calming down and just going to sleep. <laughs> it was last night. And, and, I, and I, I was really so impressed uh, with him, uh, with that, because, you know, here he is the one suffering right now uh, in his body. You know, very, you know, just being sick. He's a lot better now. Uh, but he was in excruciating pain the other day, and the ambulance had to come and take him, and uh, it was really rough, but um, he's doing way better. And, and I want to make sure to say thank you for all your prayers. You know, those prayers are so powerful, and I'm grateful you made a choice to pray for us and check in on us and all the things you're doing. I, I thank you. So he made a choice to calm himself down and get some rest and not lose it, you know, because the the nurse came in. She's only doing what the doctors instructed her to do and said, no, you're not supposed to take this, blah, blah, blah. And that particular prescription is to keep fluid off of his heart. And uh, because he deals with congestive heart failure. And so this is something that he's been on for three years. And they're like, nope. They said, no, you can't take this anymore because of this this particular side effect. Well, there's always a side effect, right? And so you they outweigh what's best. And we know God is in the healing business. And sometimes, here's what I've learned. <laughs> Something will be shaken up or disrupted. The and you know, based upon the way we've always done it, and God is shaking it up. And he he's saying, you know, he's done this in my life, certain things like this isn't good for you anymore. Don't take this and or don't go there or don't do that because this is not safe for you anymore. And I remember him doing that with my allergy medicine. <clears throat> and uh, I had been used to taking the Claritin D. And I remember going to um, the uh, pharmacist to get it and they Every time, you know, over the 
last several times I would go, they give me this little printout that said, you, you're not allowed to get it. You're over your max. Uh, this is a federal thing, you know, because people use this to make illegal drugs. And so you're one of those that's been flagged, basically. I'm like, well, I just use it for my allergies. And I was really getting upset. And, and this happened week after week. And then my, my, my daughter got mine for me once. And so my, my, my husband did once. And I said, Lord, what is this about? And then my niece was over who worked uh, in the pharmacy uh, for several years. And uh, she's not a pharmacist, but, you know, just as good. (laughs) She knew a lot about it. And she goes, Aunt Jackie, we were playing games. And she said, Aunt Jackie, um, you know, you don't have to do the D. Just take the regular Claritin. And if you're having the sinus issues, because it was because of sinus issues, then you take you know, the Sudafed or whatever it is that, you know, that helps with that. But you don't have to necessarily take that every single day with the, the D. And it's less expensive. And that was the best advice I could have gotten based, you know, based upon the medication I was taking. My little niece, um, Asia, Help me with that. And, you know, and that's why we need to listen to people. <laughs> it doesn't matter their age. <laughs> and I stopped and I made that change. And it's been the, and this, it's been almost a year now. And that's been the best thing I could have ever done for myself uh, when it came to certain medications. And I know I'm honing in on medications, but this goes for anything in our lives. You know, as God shows you and he will speak to us through people most of the time. So listen. Because it's going to help you to make a better choice. The best choice, though, right now that you can make in your lifetime that will determine where you spend eternity is to know Jesus as your Savior. And it's your choice again. God never, ever, ever goes against our choice. That's the one thing he he does not have control over. He could, but he's chosen not to. Because he wants us to come to him because we truly love him. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you uh, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Oh, glory to God. The angels are rejoicing because of you. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And uh, listen, I want to make sure to tell you this. I forgot to announce this, but Wednesday nights we do what we call Life Talk. And uh, check us out on the website on Jackie.BikesMinistries.org or JackieBikesMinistries.org. I'm sorry. J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. And uh, we do it on Zoom and you can hit the link and join us at 630 this evening. Uh, We're going to be talking about, you know, how um, sometimes we get kind of caught up And we're missing out on our blessings because of something holding us back and going deeper. So, yeah, so I don't have the title right now. But anyway, please join us tonight at 630 for Life Talk. And and we usually don't do more than an hour. So we're 630 to 730. 
All righty. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org. Thank you all so much for your donations. You can't even imagine how much of a blessing it is. We're into day three of our second session with our youth and they're learning life skills this week. And it has been a blast already. <laughs> and the youth are loving it. We're having conversations, you know, about their emotional um, life skills and choices uh, and that they make for themselves uh, doing self-care physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. How does that look? So please uh, check out T-Zone KC to learn more about what we're doing in the community with our youth. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.